0: Hello, this is Mark Tucker. And this is Alan Furstenberg, and we are Two Voice Devs.
1: Two Voice Devs. Welcome, Alan. Welcome, Mark. Good to see you again. Thank you. It's nice to be seen. <laughs> it's always
0: nice to to be seen, to know that you're out there, isn't it? I mean, just you know, yeah to know you're you're part of a of part of something bigger than yourself. i don't know where this was going but (laughs) no no no
1: it it just made me think of like this last week i uh, i saw somebody on twitter saying hey i wrote my first conversation you know conversation flow and i and i just had to write back and say welcome to the community so happy that you're here it's just uh,
0: you know that is wonderful when i mean there have been we've had more people joining uh more brand new people joining voice launch recently who are like yeah I'm just getting into conversation design and I'm, you know, trying to understand it Um, and they'll join office hours and they'll just be there quietly, not, not asking too many questions, but kind of, you know, absorbing everything we're saying. And every so often I'll check in. I'm saying, are are you getting anything out of this? And they're like, Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, Yay. Keep, keep going. (laughs) going, it's, it's, It's great when we get these new people joining the community and, learning more and doing more. That's always wonderful.
1: Yeah. So if you're out there on social media, uh, media and you, you come across somebody who's excited, they're just getting started and they're kind of like, Hey, I did this thing. Then just take a moment and say, congratulations on that thing. It's, it's, it's cool to, to be seen and recognized and, and feel like you're welcome in a community.
0: Yep. And we do want to welcome more people in this community. You know, I think, uh, there's a lot that we've only started working with, and we've got a lot of people who um, have so much to contribute. And I'm, I'm always, always excited to see what new people are bringing into, you'll pardon this pun, the conversation.
1: <laughs> so I thought, uh, like today, we, we could cover a topic that we've mentioned before, but uh, we haven't talked about recently, is uh, TTS. Oh, Text yeah. to speech. Text to speech. Um, and there's a
0: lot of different angles to that. You know, we, we, we kind of always just assume that it's there, but there's always so much that uh, we have to cover. We've covered this on a number of episodes in the past, but I think it's it's a good time for us to revisit it.
1: Yeah, and that, you know, I've, that's something that you use um, every day when you're doing either on the developer or design side of voice experiences is trying to understand is this. Response that's coming back from the assistant um, is that going to be uh, text to speech? Is it going to be voiceover? Is it going to be a mix? Um, so there's just kind of an interesting, um, you know, understanding of what you want to do with that. And and this is a voice medium. You know, it's voice first, so you make you want to make sure that you have top notch experiences whether you're using a smart speaker or if you want to uh, add a screen and make it multimodal. But you still want to have that conversation be strong and. And the tools that you would have as a visual designer, like creating a web page, would be things like you know CSS and and other things like that. But like, what do you use to format text to speech? It's yep. um, because you, there's lots of different ways to to speak a, a you know a sentence. You could speak it in such a way that it's like exciting or sad or or. And you've
0: got different voices, and you know, it's it's interesting. One of the the questions that I had gotten recently was why. You know wouldn't it be great if we had this notion of css for audio and the answer is we used to have css for audio css used to have what they referred to as oral a-u-r-a-l style Mm -hmm. sheets or oral styles that you can include in a style sheet and that proposal has you know fallen it's no longer under active development Right. Um, but it was interesting to see that at one point they were looking into these sorts of questions of you know what's the equivalent of a font family when you're talking about audio, and how do you you know for for a chunk of text that on a page, how do you style it so that it can be read aloud? Right. And it was it was interesting discussions, um, and I hope those those are retur- or eventually uh, returned. Um, and one of one of our listeners, Andy, was was the one who got me looking into this because she's very excited about these sorts of things. Um, and it would be exciting to see that that sort of technology brought back up and and uh, see what we can do with it now that we know a lot more. Um, but that's not what we have right now.
1: Yeah, and like and that was one of the first things that that I had to learn is like, well, if I'm creating this Alexa skill, for example how do I get this voice, this to come back? Like, what if the thing I'm returning back is the name of a location and um, Alexa just doesn't pronounce it correctly. What, what do I, what do I do? Do, can I, can I even use that word or, and so then that led me into, well, there's just this way that you can format text called speech synthesis markup language, SSML. And so there's a whole spec on SSML and it's been around for, for a long time. And, um, and it's just been adopted by all these different voice assistant platforms. But if you're even writing your own custom assistant, you can use different uh, cloud services or you know APIs that are available out there to to turn a text string with formatting into um, audio into an audio file basically right.
0: And And when we're talking about that, that includes things like, you know determining uh, what what type of voice. We wanted to use? Do we want a deeper voice? Do we want a higher pitch voice? How quickly do we want them to speak? Um right. but those, those types of things are the sorts of things that SSML can control. Where do we want to put in spacing or pauses? Yep. Um, and now with uh with some variants, uh which which voice we're going to use? Uh with other variants, do we want to use an excited tone or uh, do we want to have background audio with it? So there's a lot of things that SSML on different platforms offer. Right. And one of, one of the great uh, endeavors that you did early on was trying to to map out which features were available on which platforms.
1: Yeah, that was. Um, so I, I created a, a website that's still out there called ssml.guru. And it's got all the different uh, elements and attributes for the SSML um, spec. And there's actually two specifications like the uh, 1.0 spec came out in uh, 2004 and the 1.1 came out in 2010 so it's still it's been 12 years since there's been an update to uh, SSML but uh if I'm on Alexa assistant like Alexa for, um, then what's what's the tags if I'm on Google assistant if I'm wanting to do something custom and use, uh, something from the AWS platform like Amazon Polly or you know other things. Then what uh, SSML tags are supported or not? So it's, it's it's I guess kind of talking about it. SSML is XML based, like HTML is XML based. So there's you know different tags with attributes, begin tags, end tags. Um, so uh, this website will kind of give you an idea of like is this supported? Is this not supported? And, and, you know, that's what I, something I hit and was, you know, interested in early on is like, if I'm doing a voice experience for both of these platforms, uh, can I use the same SSML or, you know, do I have to customize that based on what platform Mm -hmm. it is?
0: Now, and actually I meant to ask you something you used a term earlier. So SSML lets us do text to speech or TTS. And that's kind of exactly what it sounds like, you know, given, given text or given text that has markup applied to it. Let's turn that into audio. You also used a term voiceover. What do you, when you say voiceover, what do you mean by that?
1: So um some of the experiences that that I've done in the past uh working especially working through agencies is sometimes you want a voice experience where you want a specific personality um it could be like a celebrity doing a game show, it could be um uh you know, a specific person talking about products that are that that they represent or different things like that. So um, in order to do that, just like what you would do in, in you know, in a movie or a video game or, or something, you go out and find a voiceover artist. Um, it, this could be either a professional voiceover artist, or it could be the celebrity or entertainer or whatever that you want to represent this, and you have them read off certain sentences, and you record that audio. And then inside of SSML, there's the ability to include short-form audio, short clips of audio, as part of the formatting of that SSML. And so you can just, instead of where the text would be, just say, play this audio file here. Um, and if you want to do a hybrid, it would be a mix of this audio file with the celebrity saying something. And then usually, you know, Alexa in this case, um, a- asking the question, adding a prompt, something that would be that would be variable, um, that could change, that would be, you know, kind of difficult to, to keep doing voiceover stuff. Right, so um, so voiceovers that's what, that's what, are the
0: case where where you have a, a pre-recorded audio,
1: the yeah, pre-recorded, pre-recorded audio. static audio. Yeah, and and but that's also coming into this this you know uh, that I've seen more and more of is this ability to have somebody record uh, like them reading something and then create a custom TTS a custom voice. Voice yeah. that that's where I was that. going as well. Yeah, so that we're seeing that a little bit more, and that would kind of be more of a situation. Usually these platforms um, would, um, you know, you could still then pass text to it, and it would come back with the audio, but it would be like in in the voice of the celebrity or close to it. Yeah. Um,
0: But then that would be an
1: additional API that you would call that would be specific to that platform and say, here's the text, give me the, the audio file for that.
0: Right. You know, so I know there are a number of of third parties that are doing that sort of thing, some of which will, you know, again, you give them SSML and they give back this audio stream of, yeah. you know, based on that voice and based on the SSML guidance. And I know both Alexa and Google have uh, custom voice services where they're there well in in both of their cases they are recording celebrities and creating these custom voices but I th- I'm pretty sure both of them also let you create a custom voice for outrageous amounts of money that they don't publish
1: Yeah yeah um, yeah I'm sure uh, if if I had the right amount of money, I'm sure I could have a custom mark uh, Tucker voice not that anybody would really choose that but well, you could have that
0: i mean and that's actually one of the fun things that um that i guess i it, this is a little outside of of the ssml discussion but for example you know we've talked about how uh we edit this program using a product called descript yeah one of the features that descript offers in an advanced package is the ability that you could record your own voice what they, what they call overdub i believe and uh, for minor changes you can edit the script and it will edit it the audio using your own voice
1: um, interesting and
0: it's a really cool feature and it's not that expensive it's not cheap but it's not that expensive um and for for those kinds of, of situations it's a great way just to make you know small edits of you know a couple of words at a time yep um longer than that and it starts getting noticeable that it's not quite right but a couple of words it works really well for so right. yeah this is definitely technology that is out there and is coming and you know we know companies that are you, you give like i said you give it the ssml and it'll give back an audio stream based on the the voice that it has built for you based on yep. your voice or a celebrity's voice or you know uh a, a voice actor who you've chosen for this product or
1: whatever, right. so they're out there. Yeah. yeah, now you mentioned earlier, you, you talked about you know specifically um, Amazon's cloud offering and Google's cloud offering. Now, interestingly, um, AWS, Amazon Web Services, has um, Amazon poly mm-hmm. and you can pass in a text string or a formatted text string um, that includes SSML and you can get back an audio file that has that response. Um, and, and that's an indi- that's an independent service that you could use for lots of different situations right. if you want. And, now, and
0: to be clear, I, before yeah. you go on, I just also wanna say, Google has the same thing. I think they call it Google text-to-speech or Google Cloud text-to-speech. And it is totally separate from the Google Assistant. So while uh, Actions on Google is going away, Google Cloud Text to Speech is not going away, um, and I think it's also important to note that Azure and a bunch of others also have the same kind of service. Yeah, um, so, not that I remember what any of them are or have have tried too many of them out, but some of them are very good. I believe IBM's, for example, is is actually a very good product.
1: Yeah, and there's there are lots of different uh, providers that that do support uh, text to speech. Um, there is also some of those same features from Polly that are integrated in with Alexa. So, um, for example, uh, Polly has lots of different named voices depending on what country um, that you're, you know, what language you're wanting to have it speak in. So, like a, a prominent male voice would be Matthew, and 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 um, the equivalent female voice would be Joanna. and you can use those in Polly. But you'll also notice that there are special um, voice tags inside of ssml um, for alexa itself and you'll see matthew and joanna are our options and it's 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 the same voice it's just a tighter integration already and that's what and that's part of the reason why this ssml.guru document is because there is a standard but then google added some things to do mixed audio and Alexa added some, some of its own tag, custom tags for um, how it supports voices or other things. And so um, those are the kind of things that you're going to run into, um, especially if you're doing something cross-platform, you know, across multiple providers um, that, that you'll have to kind of understand on how, how you know, how can I format this? Um, Or how do I keep track of, like, this This is going to be for this platform and this is going to be for this other platform?
0: Now, now I know one of the things that I always found, I guess, interesting was on the Google side, the the SSML engine for the Google Assistant or for actions on Google was behind the scenes Google Cloud text-to-speech. So when Google Cloud text-to-speech made some updates, those automatically rolled onto the, the actions on Google side. The impression I get when I, when I've talked with Alexa developers and when I, I work, uh, when I work with you and when I see questions and when you and I chat is the Alexa SSML is almost the same as the poly SSML, but they're not quite the same and. There, there's often this reference of, oh, I'm using a poly voice. Is that, do you need to do something different? Do you need to, yeah. is there a flag <laughs> you need to set? Or, you know, what what, what does that mean?
1: Yeah, so I don't have a 100% answer on this, but I think behind the scenes, the integration for uh, multiple voices in Alexa is really just poly. Now, they might there might be some optimizations. Who knows exactly what they've done on that? So I haven't tracked this, but I would suspect that if they made an update, added a new voice or an improvement to a voice in Polly, then that would just kind of show up in Alexa. I think that's true. But there are some tags that are supported in Polly that aren't supported in Alexa. Oh, interesting. And one of those is the Mark tag, actually, where (laughs) that you can maybe that's why the reason I I noticed it, but um, if you're doing poly, you can have certain tags that at certain points in the conversation as the text to speech is going through it. it, and And I have to look at this closer again, but it's almost like little events would get raised at different points in time. So if you wanted to have something show on a screen and you're telling a story and at a certain point in the story, something happens, you could change something on the screen to match where you were in the story. I think that's kind of the intent of it. I, I haven't really seen it in practice and I haven't done that uh, myself. That
0: That's certainly how it worked on the uh, conversational actions with interactive canvas is a, yes. a mark tag would raise an event on the, in the, in the JavaScript that was running on the canvas. Um, but I am curious how that would work with APL.
1: Yeah, Um, well, so, but that's not, that's not supported. That's not, uh, those tags are not supported with Alexa SSML. So interesting. you can't really test it. So you, but you could conceptually at least, I think write a custom assistant that used a poly, you know, um, use poly itself. And you might be able to trigger different actions that happen based on different parts of the sentence, but, That's a. an experiment for another day.
0: I know that in Google Cloud text-to-speech, the mark tag is is there. It's obviously supported. And the way it works is that it it doesn't raise an event, but it tells you when you get the stream back, it tells you, okay, at 1.2 seconds into the stream is where this mark occurs. And at 2.1 seconds is when this mark occurs. Um, so there's yeah, no and event, that, and that but... might
1: actually be the way that it's supported in that case. I do I I I have used and seen the interactive canvas um marking of different things. And that's actually been pretty cool because you could have something where somebody's like, uh, congratulations, you got this question right. And so then then at that point in time, you get the answer to the question that's shown. That's like and then it's like, let's move on to the next question. At that point in time, the new question is shown. Otherwise, you get this this you uh, know you have get this round trip weirdness where the thing that's coming back has to, sh- the, well, on the screen has to show you way more right. of or what, yeah, right,
0: or it's way out of sync, and you're, yeah, you know, ha- having that nice synchronization was always really nice.
1: Yeah, I I, I I was always impressed with interactive canvas on on that aspect of it. Goodbye, interactive canvas. Goodbye, third party voice experiences on Google Assistant. Okay. Okay.
0: We're not going to dwell on this. We're talking right, about, sorry. SSML. no, no, I'm, I'm, I agree totally, but I'm not going to dwell right now. All right. Anyway. um, So one, one of the other uh, cool things that I, I, again, you need to get the credit for this is, well, although SSML is sort of cross platform, it's not quite cross platform.
1: It's We've, the standard that has multiple flavors.
0: Right. You know, like all standards do. Um. And you did something great to try to address that fact, and that was speech markdown.
1: Yeah, so the idea of speech markdown um, was, I guess, a couple of fold. One, just like you can code stuff with HTML, you can also use a simpler version called markdown, which is just a simple, simpler syntax for for highlighting, you know, creating bullet lists, making things bold. Uh, whatever else that you're doing in, in your um, text formatting for display. So my idea was, well, what if there was something called speech markdown and what would that look like? So it is some some of those similar tags, but adopted for voice. So no longer is are you formatting your, your text with XML, um, SSML tags, you're formatting it with speech markdown tags. And that could be like, put some more emphasis here, put a pause here, you know, two second pause here, put a, you know, all that stuff that you would do, but just kind of in a simpler format. And so that would be, well, that's the speech markdown part. So that's part one. The second part was that that speech markdown would then be translated into SSML differently based on which platform you're on. So if I had the speech markdown and I wanted to then, uh, I needed SSML to to pass back to the Alexa service to you know to actually generate the TTS. I could say, give me the um, Alexa version of SSML based on this Markdown. So you could really use the same Markdown across multiple platforms, and then depending on which platform you're on, you would, get, you would get a different um, output. And you could even just say. Strip all of the markdown tags. Just give me the text, and so then you could get get the text of that for you know platforms that didn't support um, SSML, or if you wanted to sh- display the text on the screen and then mm-hmm. speak it. But the idea behind that was is that uh, where the tag the tags were the same across platforms, then they would be the same thing. If there wasn't a tag supported, then maybe there's some sort of a smart equivalent. Um, of it so like uh, there wasn't a whisper tag in Google Assistant but if I were to lower the volume and, and speak a little slower, then I could kind of simulate um, a whisper. So it would be kind of a rough equivalent or it would just uh, remove the the tag completely and you would just you know end up no, without any formatting on that but that's that was th- those were kind of the, the main main points of speech markdown.
0: <laughs> so very cool. And I think one of the other, I think that that I found kind of nifty is that you, actually not you, it was, it was one of the community members then created a Jovo plugin for speech Markdown.
1: So yes, so uh, and this is for Jovo version three. So this was actually in coordination with um, the the Jovo team itself. But uh, you know, I worked with them um, and said, hey, we've got this uh, this functionality. I've got most of the code written. This is would be what you would do. How do I package that up into a plugin? And that was kind of one of my, one of my first plugin paths was was that integration working with them to, you know, how do I create a Jovo plugin to do that? Um, still need to do that for Jovo version four. I've, I think I've got enough plugins under my belt under version four that I think I know enough now that I I can do this. Um, so. <laughs> So at some future point there will probably be a uh, speech markdown uh, plugin for for Jovo 4. But but, um, but but that's nice because with Jovo you can write cross-platform. you can have the text be the same and it knows that at this point in time this request that I'm dealing with is an Alexa request or you know some other request type. Um, and so then then you can uh, you can do that. What's also cool is though other people have actually added to um, speech markdown and added their own um, implementations for for other platforms. So um, you know you can check out speechmarkdown.org is the the website and there's a link to the, the the GitHub page on that and you can look at the code and you know add stuff to it or, or whatever. so um, it's just yeah, been it's a, fun, a, fun, and, a and, fun project that I've I found useful.
0: No, I've definitely found speech markdown useful. It's now uh, uh, one of the required modules in multivocal um, that, you know, all, all responses are handled as speech markdown unless you specify otherwise at this point. And that's just been, it's really made it far easier to do a whole bunch of stuff.
1: Yeah. Kind of um, offloads the, the 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 processing of figuring out, you know, what do I, how do I have to format this? It just yeah. makes the designer and developer's jobs easier.
0: What did I see this week that, or or recently, that there's now also a poly plugin for Jova? Was,
1: yes. So this was you? actually something that, that uh, thanks to uh a company I work for, Rain, um, their contributions to the open source community. It was something that uh, a project that I had worked on um, and, uh, you know, got their approval to go ahead and contribute that. So now it is actually part of the base Jovo framework. Uh, You can go to the the Jovo website to marketplace and there's a new TTS section and you'll see two plugins. The first one is the, uh, the poly TTS plugin. So what that will do is that uh, now as you just use your, um, use Jovo, there's a step at the very end where you have your, Platform-specific response output. It will go and find the uh, the speech and the prompt or speech and the reprompt tags that are part of that, you know, output, and it will run that through uh, Poly as text and come back with an audio file. And it will replace that with a um, an SSML tag for an audio file. So then you've got your your audio. You would. Probably use this plugin if you're writing a custom assistant and you don't want to have whatever the base uh, like TTS that's built into Chrome or whatever you want to you want to control that. Mm-hmm. So um, with this plugin, you give it some uh, information on on AWS of like like how do I connect to Polly on AWS you know, in your specific account? You can specify that you want Matthew's voice or some other things. Um, and so every time a response comes back, it takes that, uh, finds the text string and it sends that off to the poly API and comes back with audio. So the second plugin is actually an optimization because that it, it, it costs money, right? Every time you do a translation, yeah. even if you're doing a translation of the exact same phrase, it's, you know, you're processing it to poly and poly is going to charge it, you know, charge you money for doing that. So that's more expensive, uh, than if you were to cache it. So. I've uh, also built and is available a uh, TTS cache that uses um, Amazon S3. So what happens with that is it will go check Amazon S3 and uh, and see if the audio file is there. If it's not, it's going to go ahead and call uh, Polly and get the the audio back and it's going to actually do like a MD5 hash of this of the sentence, mm-hmm. the string that that turned that in and so now that's the key for lookup and uh, and it will go ahead and you know subsequent times when you're asked for that exact same key, it's gonna give you back the um, cached audio as opposed to making that polycall. And what's really cool about S3 is that you can set that up as a public web, in essence, a website. So really all the thing that you're doing at that point in time is you're checking to see, does S3 have an object in this specific bucket that has this? And if it does, then it gives you what the URL string would be for that thing. And so then you just play that audio right out of the s three bucket. So, um, so it saves you money and yeah.
0: no, very um, and very straightforward. And yeah, you know and again, it it ends up just being a module that's there. so it's not like you need to do a lot of extra work. Nope. it's just the same as if you had called it out and gotten it back and you don't know if it came from cash or not. Doesn't matter to you as long matter. as the user gets it.
1: Yeah, and also like if you've got longer, a little bit longer text, if you've got something like two or three sentences, there's there's a certain amount of latency. So the very first time it might take a little bit longer to get that audio back, but once it's cached, and it's going to be cached for all your users, right?
0: Right, and it also means that you have, um, you know, one one of the advantages of SSML is that. It, it can be dynamic if you want it to be dynamic. I mean, if you're returning a user's information and telling them, you know, there are currently 23 widgets, well, you don't wanna to have to record somebody saying there are 23 widgets, there are 24 widgets, there are 25 widgets, you know, so you want yeah. to be able to automatically generate it, but at the same time, you wanna be able to, you know, then have the prompt, what would you like to do next? You're not gonna change that all that much. So right. you want that cached? You want the generated one generated? And you, as a developer, don't want to care. Is really what it boils down to.
1: Yeah, that, that's true. You don't really want to care about that part. And um, what's what's you know kind of nice about how this this all works though too is that um, you know it just caches things behind the scenes. Now your storage in S three is really pretty cheap. Um, so that's not a big concern, but I guess if you did have a concern that like, well, what if this thing's only said one time and now it's not being cached? you could you can do something and get fancier. Um, the easiest thing would be, be doing to be set up some sort of a rule on the S3 bucket that says, um, after 30 days, just delete oh, yeah. anything that's older than 30 days. And so then, okay, sure. This other thing that's multiple that's used frequently will get, you know, charged again, Polly, like once a month. Um, but then it will be cached again, and these other things that were like like just you know one offs will just get cleaned up, and you won't have to pay for those anymore. Um, well, so there there are strategies that you can use,
0: right? And this that starts turning into your control of saying, well, okay, if this is something that's only queried, you know, once every month, what are the storage costs versus the regeneration cost? Yep, and you can you can look at the cost and say, well, you know. Regenerating this is going to cost me X cents, while storing it costs me Y cents. And I can now, you know, it's pretty straightforward math. At what point is it cheaper for me to regenerate it versus at what point is it cheaper for me just to keep it around on the rare chance that it gets hit?
1: Yep. That's true, and you can instead of every thirty days, it could be every ninety days, it could be right. once a year, it could be you know whatever you, you want to do.
0: It's what what makes the most sense for your environment, and yep. that's that's incredible. That's a great way to manage costs when when you need to go that route. Yeah, so that, that's a very cool plugin. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I might I was, have to check that one out. So let's see, we uh, covered most of SSML, the various differences, the various similarities. Um, I don't know anything else we we need to bring up. Oh yeah, I actually do have kind of a question. Okay. Um, now I know we've got APL and we have APL A APL for audio. Yes. And I know sometimes we can include uh, SSML and sometimes we can't. And what do, do okay. we know? Okay, you
1: are asking me a question about something I don't know a lot okay. about. I have I have. <laughs> I know the kind of the intent of um A- APL for audio. Um so Google Assistant solved the I want background music while text is being spoken. They handled that with certain tags inside of SSML.
0: By by adding some some custom tags. Let, let's be yes, clear there. It's exactly. they're, they're they're not standard, they are Google's tags.
1: Yes, they are definitely Google's tags. Um, so that's how that was handled. For some reason, the the, M, the the Alexa team that was behind this decided that instead of doing it that way, they were going to tackle that with um, APL audio. Now, you could still have the typical SSML response coming back and just use APL to show a screen, but there are also things that you can do To say I'm showing the screen and inside of APL, then you can um, play audio or or speak things. And that's, you know, one of the examples of that is if you've got a a thing of text and you're reading through and you want to highlight the words as it's going through, that's kind of, it's called karaoke mode. Um, That... uh, that you can do that. But in order to do that, you have to do the audio portion inside the screen. So I haven't really played around with that a lot, mostly because I'm creating experiences that are for screens and for speakers, for you know, smart speakers. And I uh, and- didn't want to have to do things differently based on if I'm in a screen or not, as far as the audio side of things. I'm sure there's reasons why they did that. And there's probably a whole rich... Um, you know, you know things that you can do with that, but I just haven't really explored it. Okay, it just fair hasn't enough. Been been something that's been a high priority.
0: I mean, you know, it didn't occur. I mean, I I had seen somewhere in there that you can include the the text as part of APL, and it didn't occur to me that that meant that you that that wouldn't work on a smart speaker. But of course, it makes sense that it wouldn't work on a smart speaker because because yeah because right. to get
1: APL you have to do a directive returning back and there's no reason to do an APL directive if you don't have a screen.
0: I'm sure I'm not even sure it would work. Yeah, I, it probably wouldn't.
1: Probably wouldn't. yeah, might even error. Who knows?
0: Yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, uh, any anything else about no audio that we uh, we need to look at.
1: No, nope, I just play around with it. It's you know, there's lots of things to check out. If you're kind of curious on uh how different platforms handle different audio and you want to jump right, you know, have links that jump right into the documentation, check out smsml.guru. We'll, if you're we'll interested include a in the
0: bunch of links below
1: the concept about uh you know speech markdown. There's that. There's uh we'll include a link to the the, the TTS stuff on Jovo Marketplace for Jovo4. There's so there's lots of different things for you to check out and but, uh,
0: yep. and i I think the 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 big thing to keep in mind is this is something that works great outside of the assistants so you know if if you're if you just want to build a a text-to-speech experience or you're building your own assistant or you need flexible audio there are tools out there that you can tap into and uh and these are some of them
1: yeah well this has been fun alan thanks
0: always is thank you very much and you know If folks have questions or, you know, have links to other uh, companies or whoever that are doing these sorts of uh, text-to-speech with custom voices, we'd love to hear about it. Comments below, find us on social media, Twitter, LinkedIn. And of course, we'd love to talk about it another time on Two Voice Devs.
1: And Two Voice Devs. And just a reminder that if you are in the DC area, in October, we will both be at Voice Summit And you can hear a live episode of Two Voice Devs there. Two Voice Devs live and
0: in person coming this October. I can't wait.
1: It'll be fun. It'll be fun to see you again in person.
0: Indeed. (laughs) Take care, folks. Have a good week, Mark.
1: All right. Take care, everybody. Thanks, Ellen.